Welcome to 54 Live. I am your host, Digsies, and I am joined once again by my mainest man, Jake. Jake, it's deja vu all over again. Sometimes you got to just accept the reality, and the reality is we didn't have a good captain. Look, I've been saying it for months now. I've been unhappy with the way he's handled himself, with the way he's made his picks. I was talking to Big Boy Pants, and in a lot of ways, it just felt like Zach Johnson was making picks as if he was the guy who only watches the majors on Sunday. Yeah. And that's, and even funny though, if he's the guy who only watches the majors on Sunday, then why did he pick Justin Thomas? Cause he sure as hell wasn't there. Yeah. It looks like he was just going for name value and like he asked his players, what do you want to play with? Scotty fed Sam Burns, JT and speed. JT and Speed, they're like, oh, we got to bring Ricky along. Like, I understand the whole issue with the live guys. You had Brooks. So even if you didn't take any of the live guys, which Bryson on that team, it's a totally different atmosphere. But even if you took Cam Young and, and Keegan Bradley, like Keegan, like there was no other than Homa, other than JT, like there was no fire and passion on that team. Keegan Bradley would have brought that and Keegan Bradley would have been the veteran presence on the team. Did you see Shane Lowry? Shane Lowry was running laps, getting the crowd up. Other than Homa and other than the team, and on on fr- on Saturday afternoon after the whole Hackgate, we saw no life from Team USA until Friday at the end of four ball and then Sunday singles. First huh. three sessions, they were dead. Yeah, frankly, there was no life from anybody in Team USA until Joe Lacava's hat incident. Yeah. And, and frankly, that was the most American thing out there that, that happened that entire weekend. Look, to our international viewers, I, I know it's bad etiquette to what happened with that. Understand this, guys. This is a little bit of a different understanding of what caddies are. And for, for us American fans, our caddies are really our wives. They're our extension of ourselves. They're our best friends. They're somebody who's our ride-or-die homie. They are an extension of ourselves. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the true European players, Diggsies, I feel like a lot of the Europe, the true Europeans, not, not, not the fake Europeans. And when I say fake Europeans, I'm not hating on them. I'm just saying most of the European team are just Americans with the flag next to their name. Yes. The ones Hobbit, that live for in the, instance. the ones yeah. that live in U.S. The ones that live and have been in the U.S. for pretty much their entire lives. Yeah. And I get it. We're, that's what golf is. We're in a, it's an, it's, uh, hey, it's, there's great golf all over the world, but. Jupiter, Florida is an amazing place for it year round. I yeah, get it. Long gone are the days that it's the BGA Tour versus the European Tour. It's the BGA Tour, American BGA Tour players versus the European BGA Tour players. That's what it is. Yeah. And look, that's beside the point. But amongst traditional European players, there's a different vibe with your caddy. I've been watching Rory for 15 years. I have no freaking clue who his caddy is. I can name you four four caddies off the European tour right now. Sorry, off the PGA tour players right now. Are you saying Rory's caddy? I have no clue who Rory's it's caddy his, is. It's his buddy Harry from growing yeah. up. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I have no clue who he is. Yeah. I, I'm an avid, avid golf watcher. You know who he is. Awesome. But I know Dustin Johnson's caddy. It's his brother, AJ. Yeah. I know Phil Mickelson's current caddy. It's his brother, Tim. It's, we have Patrick Reed has his brother-in-law. We have what well, Taylor Gooch is the English guy that we know about. It's, then you have with the Spieth, it's Max Greller. We Bones have JT. Yeah. Bones with JT. Joe LaCava, the legendary caddy of Fred Couples and Tiger Woods is, is on the bag of Patrick Cantlay. 
we know our caddies. I have no clue who the other guys are. Yeah. And with the whole Akava incident too, it's just exactly what you said, Tiger Woods. Look what, going back, look what Stevie Williams had to be with Tiger during his heyday. He had to be a bodyguard slash caddy. Joe LaCava, he had to be a bodyguard slash caddy. So not only is he giving numbers, reading putts, carrying the bag, he's making sure his player is protected and he's being a bodyguard for his players. So you know what? I feel like he's had that MO for the 10, 8, 10 years he was with Tiger and he just had that go right over to Patrick Cantlay. And not yeah. only that, but he's also had that vibe his whole career where he's he is a not give a crap. He's a New vibe. Yorker. Hell yeah. One of the most New York moments he ever pulled. And I loved it. And this yeah. is a story from whenever he actually was caddying for Fred Couples. Fred and them had a disagreement about which club to hit. So Fred hit the club that he was recommending. It was a seven iron. Fred hits it long. He's pissed off. He throws it down on the fairway. They go to the next tournament. Fred's looking around. Hey, where's my seven iron? LaCava goes, oh yeah, it's back in the 17th fairway at Pebble Beach where you <laughs> left it. That takes balls to do that to your employer. I know. He's, I love that. My bad. He's not a New Yorker. He's from Connecticut, but he roots for all the New York teams. You'll see he'll have a Giants shirt on, the Rangers shirt. Connecticut, it's an extension of New York. It's Northeast. You have the same attitude. Connecticut, New York, Philly, Boston. He doesn't want to be fucked with. And honestly, his golfer, Patrick Cantley, was getting raped all day Saturday with the hat gate them waving hats who knows what they were screaming at him now the euro fans are a little bit nicer than us over here on the u.s soil but i've heard from these guys it's gotten worse over the years yeah but they're not doing the ysa chance and, no. and they're not doing what they do to the european players in soccer where they're, throwing, but, where they're throwing bananas at the african players but the they're thing that gets it. me I, I say it over and over again like my wife's you're hating on rory so much this weekend i said she's you love rory i said yeah rory mcroy is my favorite golfer every single day except one week every two years and he's my enemy and this week he's my enemy and you know what he number one lacaba wasn't near his line wasn't near his ball he was in rory's way while he was walking around the putt give me a break rory could have just not said anything and just walked around him and number two back in hazeltine in 2016 rory almost fought a fan remember that Oh, yeah. He literally got in a fan's face and almost fought a fan, almost got into fisticuffs with the fan. Come on. It's the, the, the pot calling the kettle black right now. You know what I mean? I got a question for you then. A lot of Rory's behavior, he's not a Brooks Kepka alpha male who just exudes confidence. Now, he is confident. I think and he is. And he is an amazing player. He's I gotta close. Ask. He's close to an alpha male, I would say. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not bashing on him as an overall. I'm just saying he. Where Brooks Kepka has the silent confidence of, bro, if you want to test me, like, I will eat your face right now. Yeah. Rory is the guy who has to scream at you about it. Yeah. And, hey, I'm that myself sometimes, so I mm -hmm. can't talk. But I'm starting to wonder if Rory is juicing, and I'm being serious. <laughs> the kind of harebrained trigger that he has, the kind of bipolar disorder vibes that he has at times, they're not Maddie Wolf's self-destructive vibes, right? They're not self-deprecating so it's not one of those type of vibes where like we're talking like actual bipolar disorder yeah we're talking about roid rage and hey rory is over the age where his testosterone should naturally start dropping yep but yet he's hitting the ball farther and farther maybe he's on a little trt baby maybe Nothing i'm just starting to wonder i'm starting to wonder got some deer out with spray dick digsy is on trt
I go to the doctor once a month and I take home four shots. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, we, we talk about this, but there's a, there's a difference. You're not a professional athlete. No. But then you're just trying to maintain your peak male health. Exactly. I, I want to feel like I did back when I was 25. Now I'm not really taking advantage of it, but that's for another story. But Rory said, I think the hardest thing in golf is to win an away Ryder Cup. And we're going to do that at Beth Page. That was a bold statement because us New Yorkers, we don't fuck around. He put a bullseye on his back for the next 24 months. Not only that, I, I just don't. Here's my thing. Granted, it's Rory McIlroy. I just don't like when people in those type of conversations are making assumptive statements that they're going to be there. Baby girl, 24 yeah. months is a long time away. That You, uh, you are Roy McIlroy, but you have no guarantee that you're going to be there. He said in the press conference, he said he's on the back nine of his Ryder Cup career. He said, I played in seven already. I'm probably only going to play in another six or seven. He, and looking at his age, he's 34. So that's 14 years. He's pretty much thinking that he's going to be on the European Ryder Cup for the, until he's 48 years old. Now, granted, maybe he'll play to 46 and at 48, he'll get the captaincy. And look at Sergio. Sergio played up until what? He was in his 40s. Still played into his 40s. But yeah, he's being very assumptive. I, it'll be very interesting to see how McElroy ages. And the biggest reason why, Diggs, is that a lot of the guys that we talk about that are still awesome at late 40s that are still halfway competitive in the main tour events they're six foot three or taller mm -hmm. so look McElroy, it's a lot of talk is, on a body that small yeah and he's not a small guy he's not a small guy he's not looking like brian Harmon on the t-box where you're just like bro like wh where's the rest of you he's Roy McElroy. he's you know five five nine five ten an average size individual but a lot of the guys who are still dominant or at least can compete in their late 40s, early 50s. Those guys are six foot three. Like Phil, uh, Phil Mickelson, Patrick Harrington, mm -hmm. Davis Love the third. Yeah. They're big, tall guys that already had natural power beyond muscle. It was just simply reach. Or you just a robot like Bernard Langer. Man, Bernard Langer, I'm pretty sure that dude has already got like at least like 17. That dude is an android at this yeah, point. He definitely That's is. Uh, you're the Dragon Ball Z villain at this point, dude. It definitely is. But back to Zach Johnson, right? Looking at his captain picks, right? They went 4, 12, and 4. Brooks went 1, 1, and 1. JT went 1, 2, and 1, which is a little JT. Two of those losses you could count on Spieth. Brooks and Kepka, they played okay. Spieth, 0, 2, and 2. Fowler, 0, and 2. Burns, 1, and 2. Morikawa, which is surprising, 1, and 3. Now, you're telling me that if he brought Cam Young, Keegan Bradley, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks, JT, and then either DJ or Reed, they couldn't have squeaked together another three points, four points. I think they would have been able to. I think they would have been able to as well, simply because a lot of the guys that you mentioned are live players. Guess where the live players have been playing more of this season than the, than the other guys that Europe. got picked? Europe. Yeah. Look, the fact that Ana Lucia came down... Valderrama came down to Gooch and Bryson. That should have told you all you needed to know. Baby girl, take these homies. Yep. These guys need to be in your roster because guess what? They can play European golf. Yeah. And you just took the Jupiter Florida's boys club. I know. Max Homer was the only one with the winning record. 3-1-1. One, one. 
On the European side, they had six guys. Rory 4-1, Hovland 3-1-1, Fleetwood 3-1-0, Patton 3-0-1, Rom 2-0-2, McIntyre 2-0-1. How about Bobby McIntyre, the guy they said he wasn't hitting a fairway the past six months. He's been horrible since winning the Scottish Open. He went out there and was undefeated. He did not lose one single match. Part of that, I think, comes into the question marks of people were bashing on him because he's a left hand. He's left-handed, mm-hmm. kind of the same way that you got to deal with Brian Harmon. Is that hey, he's left-handed. So if you're playing alternate shot, an alternate shot is already an incredibly difficult thing to figure out a partner for, unless you literally have two guys who can put their ego aside and say, hey. What do you want to hit on your next shot? And that's really how alternate shots should work. What do you, my partner, want on the next shot? But the American players don't do that. They just go, closest to the pit. Closest to the pit. Let's do this. Yeah. And that's why the Brooks and Scheffler pairing for alternate shot was so abysmally bad. Nine and seven, man. That is a freaking bank job. That's because you have two guys who didn't consider each other's next shot. Honestly, Zach Johnson, man, he was just like, he gave the team nothing. After being spanked 4-0 and after losing, and what was it, a six and a half to one and a half on, on Friday? Yeah. You know, they talked to him Friday night. Oh, I'm proud of my team. I'm proud of my... Proud of what? You just got spanked. What are you proud of? He needed to fire them up. And I just think, I don't know, like he took the Bill Belichick. I'm not going to give you anything. I'm just going to answer the question. And he just, he, he brought no passion to the team. And honestly, I was going, I was watching the, the two interviews on two press conferences between the European squad and the USA squad on YouTube. And USA looked like they were having more fun in that press conference than they did all single week. It looked like they were relieved that it was over. Um, okay, but, you caught that also. That yeah. was so effing weird. You I'm like, you guys right? just got raped on national television. And they're sitting there laughing and joking. Now, I understand it's over. You probably had a few drinks by now. But they were just making jokes, laughing, and it looked like they won. And But we all week long, they had mean mugging the whole entire week. Looked like they're not having any fun at all. The second they lose and they're spanked, they're laughing, having fun. It made no sense to me. It wasn't the it wasn't the conference room of a defeated team. No, it was the it was so weird. Go back to go back and watch the 2014 one when t- Phil threw Tom Wa- Tom Watson under the bus when they lost in Glen Eagles. Like everybody was pissed. Everybody was mean. Everybody was like, "We should have done this. We should have done that." And the U.S. squad was just like, "No, this is the most cohesive group ever. I don't think we should have done anything different." Ridiculous, man. Honestly, that I feel like. The fact that they didn't, most of them didn't play for five weeks leading up to it. The fact that they only took the one trip over there. I just feel like they, I feel like they weren't invested. And I saw something that Peter Costas posted today on Twitter. And he was talking about since the PGA Tour created the President's Cup, the U.S. Ryder Cup team are three and eight. So I feel like they're playing too much team golf because they're spanking the world team in the President's Cup. They just got done spanking Europe. What was it? 19-9 in uh, Whistling Straits. It was like, I feel like they came over and they're like, eh, we just won two years in a row, historic. Eh, if we lose, whatever, we'll go get them back in that page. I feel like they, they aren't that, we, like, it's win or die. Like, I feel like they don't have that attitude. 
And we need some more guys on that team that have that attitude. And Keegan Bradley, Preston DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, they'd bring that attitude. I think you're absolutely right because the entire team that was up there had that vibe of, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll see you guys at Beth Page. Yeah, we'll get you. Because I guarantee you, if you ask any of those guys on that team, they all think that they're going to be at Beth Page. Yep. And, uh, and that's just pathetic right there. The fact that they can be up there, embarrass themselves like that, show zero passion. Your caddy, for your, Joe LaCava showed more passion than the entire captain, vice captain team, and the players combined that week. Yep, and then they put a muzzle on him. They said Zach Johnson told him he can't talk to the media after the tournament. Reporters came up to him. He just said, thank you. I, no comment. Like, why? Yeah, that was messed what did, up. What did Joe LaCava see in that team room that, you know, people, Zach Johnson was afraid of him saying, because something went down. And honestly, I tweeted it last night. I said, I can't wait for the Monday morning quarterback in the usual after Ryder Cup stab it in the back by Team USA, getting all the rumors out there about what went down. I didn't see anything today, but something's going to trickle out eventually. The key word is eventually, but. You know, the biggest thing to me, the takeaway from this is, and, and I hate that it's all about the USA team because Luke Donald, hey, hats off to him, man. He did a great job. And his he team was, wants to play for him. They his team him. wants to play for him. He actually understood his players. Yep. That was a big one. He understood his players. He went out and got a two-minute video for each player from their family members and friends, telling them how proud they were for them give a good week that's the in-depth thing that he went and did he brought the media into the team room where where we put Sevi's polo here these are where everybody's from he like literally got through these players on a personal level tried to understand them and he brought out the best of every single one of his players i feel like zach johnson was just going through the motions and who knows maybe we're wrong he didn't show us the locker room he didn't let us in on the process, but from an outsider standing on the outside looking in, I feel like Luke Donald put in more work and preparation than Zach Johnson did. And the funny thing is Luke Donald's only been on the job for 14 months when Zach Johnson had a four or five month head start before that. You know, but it kind of to me, it kind of to me sounds a lot like the story of their careers in yeah. a lot of ways. Luke where Donald's Zach Johnson was just a natural talent player that a good old boy will show up and win when he feels like it. Whereas Luke Donald is a religious man in the practice and preparation of his sport. Yeah. And he's somebody whom say what you want. Yeah. He never won a major, but do you know how hard it is to be number one in the world and have not won a major? Yeah. The math is difficult to make that happen. The man is a religious prepper, preparer. The man is somebody who you can never say anything bad about because he doesn't do anything bad. He spent the year and, at number one too. Yeah. And he's, he did so many things just right. As far as preparation, he was in full control of the crowd. He was amongst his players. You actually felt like he gave a shit. Whereas Zach Johnson just felt like he, he, he felt like what you imagine John Daly would, would, would behave three days into a bender on the champion's <laughs> tour. Yep. But at least John Daly's entertaining. Yeah. Honestly, and, the, there's only two answers for Captain and Beth Page. It's either Tiger or Phil. And hopefully that they, they figure out this new co-shit because Phil's the right answer. Phil's the answer for 2025. Tiger's the answer for 2027. You need Big Cat 
on foreign soil and you need Phil to jack up the New York, New York. Honestly, Phil versus Sergio would be the perfect gap in specs, but hopefully, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get that, but we'll see. Man, I want Joe LaCava as the captain. I said, it on tw- <laughs> I said it on Twitter, but look, I'm being serious. That was the most American moment that happened that entire week. Yep. And look, say what you want, sportsmanship or not. And I know that, that the Ryder Cup has a history of the greatest sportsmanship moments ever. And there's a time and place for that. But when Team USA is bent over, don't even have their pants on anymore, could care less aren't even trying because they look, they weren't. Let's be real about it now. It yep. wasn't until Sunday when they actually looked like they had a spine. One day too late. Yep. Yeah. Lakov is the only one that showed passion. Yeah. And I, and here's Diggs. I'm being serious when I say this. Joe Lakava moment doesn't happen. I think that the U.S. gets trailer wrecked. Yeah. That's like and a- loses nine matches on Sunday. Yep, maybe it's it's closer to whistling straight. So it'll be like a nineteen nine or like a twenty eight. Yes, know? yes. But I was I, I got lost in my train of thought before when I said I was watching the two press conferences on YouTube. Obviously, when you get out, they show you other stuff relating to the Ryder Cup. They had the documentary cracking the code from when Paul Eisinger was the captain in two thousand eight after they lost five Ryder Cups in a row. So I watched it. It was like forty five minutes. The difference of Paul Azinger as a captain, watching him on the course, the way he was jumping up and down, cheering for his players, the things that he walked up to his players and said, like he, he obviously everybody knows if you're a golf fan, he broke the teams up into three pods and he had an aggressive pod, a laid back pod and the redneck pod. So Anthony Kim was losing his match with Phil Mickelson. So he went to the guy who was like a psychologist with him. And he said, what do I say to him? He's an aggressive guy. Go challenge him. He walked up to Anthony Kim and he said, I'm upset. I thought you were going to show out for me today. And it got Anthony Kim riled up. He went, killed it. Stuart Sink and uh, Chad Campbell were doing bad. He went over to them. He encouraged them. That was the right thing to say to them. They went out. They won. But watching Azinger on the course, he was cheering. He was rooting. I saw no emotion out of Zach Johnson. And the only thing he said to his players that I saw was told Jordan Spieth not to hit driver. Spieth pulls out a three win and hits it into the fucking water. What was he doing out there? Was the team just running itself? That's what it felt like. It felt like an entire team of lone wolves that act like they're a part of the group when it's convenient to them. Yeah. And that's what it felt like. I know that laid back attitude worked for Stricker and Whistling Straits. He was even more laid back than Zach Johnson, but that's a home game. A home game and away game is so much different. You need somebody in your corner challenging you, rallying you up, rooting for you. Zach Johnson was too laid back for this. Here's my thing with that also. Steve Stricker could do that because Steve Stricker could still get on the course and beat eight of the guys on his team. Yeah, I think Zach Johnson would have been. Zach Johnson was a home captain. He was not an away captain. Uh, even if he was a captain at all. Here, here's here are two things that I'm, I'm nervous about. You know me, my two favorite golfers of all time, Fred Couples, because I love his swing, I love his attitude, and Mike Weir. I love me some Mike Weir. Because you're a lefty. Le- yep. I'm a lefty, and he's the real lefty. Look, I love, Phil's all right, but Phil's a fake lefty. Yeah, a, Phil does everything else right. Exactly. He's a right-handed person who played lefty. Mm. So I uh, love him, respect him, love me Mike Weir. He's a real lefty. And Mike Weir is the captain for President's Cup 2024. Okay. 
and he's going to have probably five Canadians on that roster. Who is the U.S.? I don't know off the top of my head. I, I got to check it out. But I'm telling you right now, the way that I see the behavior that I saw from the Ryder Cup this week from Team USA and the behavior that I know goes down with Mike Weir, I are you really gonna, think... Are you really going to say it right now? I'm saying it right now. Furyk's the captain. Furyk's the captain. Yeah. It's in Canada too, Montreal. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, Mike Weir's going to bring five Canadians and they're going to, and they're going to beat the U.S. Really? President's Cup. Yes. Because that Canadian roster right now, just look at the Canadian contingency right now. Not even talking about the rest of the international squads. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about just the Canadian guys. You got Adam Hadwin, Corey Connors. You got six different guys, Nick Taylor. You've got so many guys that got it. Mm. And, and they, those guys are unified. They got country pride. They are now, down the with question. the sickness. Are they going to bring Cam Smith? Is Cam Smith going to come along? Are they going to go into the, the well with the live guys? That's a year from now. Probably not because the PGA Tour actually owns the International yeah. Cup. So you're going to go with Tom, Kim, Sun J M. Jason yeah. Day, Adam Scott, Corey Connors. Well, Adam, uh, Adam Scott might not be there because he's getting pretty up there. Yeah, mm -hmm. Matsuyama, yeah. Siwoo Kim, those guys. It'll pretty much be... Ben will Cana be. It, it'll be, honestly, it'll be... Canadian, Australians, New Zealands, and a few Asians. But, uh, it'll be pretty much... It'll be five Canadians, four South Koreans, and three Australians. Yeah. But they're definitely missing it because you're going to miss out on Neiman. You're going to miss out on Cam Smith. You're going to miss out on Munoz. Abraham Answer. Answer, yeah. But honestly, they're not going to miss them because the Canadian contingency right now is that strong. There are six Canadians that could make this roster, and I think five of them go. That'll be fun. Uh, and, dude, I'm telling you right now, just get ready. Like you're rooting for Canada. I don't like Canada. I really hate Trudeau. But I love me some Mike Weir, and I know that at what I saw in this Ryder Cup press conference, the post press conference there were no bashing there were no finger rolling look if i'm team usa if i'm involved in team usa i'm straight up telling the truth hey yeah zacky boy over here shit the bed i i don't want to play with this with this guy he better not be in the locker room ever again for a team usa i think they're too close with him because like when they travel i'm pretty sure that up until recently it was like jt spieth fowler and zach johnson I'm pretty sure all four of them used to rent houses together on tour. So, so wait, like, is that is that why Zach Johnson picked picked the boys' club because they were paying for his travel? <laughs> I, I'm I'm like ninety percent positive that those four traveled together, and or when Zach was really playing years ago, I'm pretty sure that Zach was the fourth guy on on that when they used well, to hold up the, the boy band that I know of. The boy band that I know of is Smiley. JT Spieth, Fire, yeah, and Smiley. Yeah, but Smiley hasn't been playing for. But I thought Homuk. I thought Homuk is now their fourth compadre. Now, but I'm talking about like in the years past before Homuk came on the scene. I know Zach Johnson because I've heard interviews with Ricky and Spieth say, "Oh yeah, we rent the house. Me, Jordan, Justin Thomas, Zach Johnson. Maybe it's just the majors what they did it to because Zach is exempt to some majors, but I don't know." Who knows? But and I, all I know is that USA got their ass kicked. We had a glimmer of hope on Sunday. And honestly, I really thought there was a chance that they were going to pull it out and we were going to get that 14-14 tie and USA was going to retain the cup. Diggsy predicted last week on the preview show 
but the second Ricky hit that ball in the water, done. And then how about that, man? Ricky Fowler conceded a putt for Europe to win the Ryder Cup. Like, how anticlimactic can you be? Like, just, I, I think he really did not understand what I he hope was so. doing. I hope he didn't understand because that that's bananas. Just for the fact that NBC was probably like, Ricky, what the fuck are you doing? No, Paul Dazinger, as he's as he conceded the putt, is saying he's he's not going to concede this. Yeah. And, and Rob Fleetwood of, of sinking the winning putt. And Fleetwood said in the uh, press conference afterwards, I'm happy he didn't give me that putt. Obviously, Fleetwood's nerves were shaking. He could have right. easily missed that. Granted, it was only three and a half feet, but it was to win the Ryder Cup. That's a pressure position. Fleetwood. Hey, I've seen that. many Englishmen sink, uh, shank, shank three foot putts. Yeah, okay? we saw Danny Willett do it to Max Homa, where he three putted from three feet to lose the foreignette last year. Look, that that is not a gimme. Fleetwood thought that he was joking. You could tell from his reaction because Fleetwood was. He didn't say it. Are you sure? He didn't say, are you sure? But when Ricky said, hey, man, you're good, he was like, do I grab it? And when he finally did grab it, there was a slight delay. And when he finally did grab it, he freaks out because he knows, hey, homeboy fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Pathetic, man. But honestly, we have a chance to get them back in Beth Page 2025. And I, can't, I already emailed myself the picture and the comment that Rory made. And I put a note in my phone for September, 2025. I'm getting that printed up on a shirt or a post or whatever. And I'm passing it out, man. And I, I, I already posted it on Long Island Golf Co. at 54 Live. New Yorkers, get ready, start, because honestly, we need to give it to them. What's so anticlimactic about it? It's like, I'm so excited for the Ryder Cup to come to my hometown, but it's like, we already know USA is going to win. It's like, there's no, every single two years, the home team wins. And if USA comes out in Bethpage and spanks them 18 to 10, I'm sorry, they have to change something. They have to make it more fair. Like they have to have it where there's a neutral third party that designs the course and the captains don't have a say in it because it's getting too crazy. But even in Marco Simone, I feel like the course wasn't the problem. It wasn't as crazy as it was in uh, Lake Golf National in Paris when it was so tight and short. Europe just fucking outplayed us this week, like tenfold. That's all it was. Look, this Ryder Cup was not one that the U.S. couldn't have won. This was a one that, that the U.S. had every opportunity to win. They had the talent to win. They had the player quality to win. Vegas they just picked did. them to win. <laughs> you know? What? Yeah. No, seriously. I, I really thought in our podcast this past week, hey, man, USA is going to win this. They have yeah. just too much talent on their roster. Zach Johnson, it, it's really hard to screw this up. But he found, he dug deep and, and, and dug it out, dug that loss out of the dirt. Just that first, the Friday morning foursomes, not having JT and Speed out there, even though Speed played horrible, not having Brooks out there. Those are the USA stalwarts. Those are the guys that have been carrying Team USA the past few years. You got to put those guys out there. Not to well, mention, and then, Brooks and then is afternoon, a major champion this year. And yeah, Wyndham Clark's a major champion. Then he put him on the bench. So not only that, Wyndham Clark was made to look horrible. It was very clear Zach Johnson had no clue what to do with him. Yep. Didn't know him at all. After he was had, talking that shit, you know? Yeah, well, well, no, it wasn't I mean, his fault. All right, Zach Johnson had no effing clue about this guy's game or anything involved with him. He had no clue who to pair him with. He had no clue what to play him with. It was one of those moments where it was... And then by the time he gets to his own individual singles match, it's like, why even play at that point? I know. 
I think so, honestly, by Wyndham winning the U.S. Open and by Brian Allman winning the Open, it fucked up Zach Johnson's plans because when he was looking at the team in the beginning of this year, he wasn't expecting those two guys to be on the team. No, but, and I was telling Pants this, I really do think that for Ryder Cup, President's Cup considerations, we need to neutralize out majors to where majors are not weighted the way that they are. Yeah. They could Being be, serious. They could be weighted more, but not as uh, as, as they're weighted. Yeah, they're, they're, they're weighted... So heavily, two times, right? I don't know. I don't know exactly the math behind it, but the point is, Brooks Kepka played four events this year. Yeah, that counted for those points, and he, was, te- he technically didn't make the team. I came and said, yeah, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? It was so damn close that it took three guys the last week of points. Yep, to pass them. I know, and it took high finishes. It didn't. It wasn't like, hey, I got 37th. I passed him. It was, hey, I got third, not pass. Yep. God, I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying, that needs to get changed. Yeah. Uh, because, look, I think William Clark and Brian Harmon deserve to be there. Brian Harmon is not a very intimidating person on a tee box. No. So when he, they, he didn't play horrible. He did. He played just fine, but I'm saying, like... He played what you would expect in the play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he played. But again, he should have been paired with other people, man. It's just one of those where I, everything that, that, that happened to me that week was just backwards of and what should honestly, have happened the easy answer europe's best players rory four and one rom two oh and two the number one player in the world scotty scheffler zero two and two all dogs didn't show up their dogs did simple as that simple as that and and they were talking about rory being the top points getter dude hovland kicked ass i know no no for uh, it's, it's crazy since rory won his last major he's accomplished everything there is to accomplish in golf but he can't get that that next major. We'll see what happens this year. But before we wrap it up, a little live action. Afterwards, after everybody was celebrating, having a few beverages, Brooks Kepka posted the tweet of the week when he posted a picture of Ricky Fowler, Sam Burns, Xander Shawflay, and Max Homa in Smash GC shirts and said, I'm making money moves. Did Brandel Shambly get any sleep? And can someone please check on Matty Wolf's health? Yeah, he probably texted Matty Wolf and said, I found, his, found your replacement, bitch. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody on that team. Granted, one's his brother, but you know what? His brother made a shit ton of money the past two years by riding Brooks Coates' sales with Liv and Coke Rack. If you got Homo or friggin' Xander or Brent, they're better yeah. than Coke Rack. Well, yeah. Well, honestly, what's up with those guys wearing that? With all the beef that's going on? If... They didn't make this deal with Piff a few months ago. Would they have put those shirts on? No. And more than that, Diggs, I think it just shows how much control the PGA Tour has lost. Yeah. It really does because most everybody is saying it's a troll, it's a joke. The fact, though, that that those players are comfortable enough after embarrassing themselves this week Mm -hmm. to make a joke like that to me says a lot. And honestly, also, it shows that these players really don't care. Like, Rory is so, like, how Rory has such a hard on to live. Most of these guys, they don't give a shit. They don't care. Nah, they don't care. They just want to make money. And honestly, Ricky's been rumored to go to live. Zan has been rumored to go to live. So it's not, it's not like it was fucking Rory wearing a smash, you see? It's guys that were flirting. Canley's been flirting. And honestly, especially after the money situation that Cantley, Cantley's getting married right now as we speak, which is funny. 
Who gets married on a Monday, right? Who gets married? Who has a wedding plans the day after the Ryder Cup? Maybe he, maybe they wanted to get married in Italy. That's what I thought. He's going to get married in Italy, obviously, right? He's not coming back to the States and getting married on a Monday. Yeah, I get it. But still, it was just one of those where it's just like, all right, we're here for the Ryder Cup and you clearly don't, don't give a shit about this. Yeah. Say right. what you want. Okay. Say what you want. Uh, but that, Cant- that's... Cantley's getting married. Spieth's just had a baby. Brooks just had a baby. JT's been playing like shit. Honestly, the Team USA was distracted this year and they just didn't have it. Yeah. And it, it is what it is. But the, like I said, the fact that we know in the next couple months, we're going to see some wackiness happen as far as who goes to live, who doesn't want to go to live. Because the floodgates are open. There's conversation happening constantly. We're going to see a lot of players get tossed out the window. And I really do. I know that we've talked about this picture. And those are four and very important guys that we're looking at. They're just, whoa, are you actually having this conversation? Are you mm-hmm. actually open to this? It's actually Max Oma. He's the fucking BJ towards Golden Boy. Yeah, that's that even weirded me out a lot more. If it was him up there with Tony Finau, Keegan Bradley, and, other, and everybody else, it'd be yeah. different. What's going to happen if Homa comes to live? Pants is going to have a stroke. Pants is probably going to go back to being a PGA Tour exclusive <laughs> fan. No, but no, real talk though, I, I know we we're, I think that picture is more of a pressure play on the PGA Tour to get a deal done, yeah. slash a troll. Slash just friends supporting friends. Yeah. But Show if we're Brooks, talking about Brooks actual teammate, we love Brooks. Yeah. If we're talking about actual defections, like to live, I really do think you got to look at the guys who were snubbed by Zach Johnson. Keegan. Keegan. He's so close to Phil. Keegan's going to be a high flyer. Keegan. Cam Young. You got to look at, because Cam Young already plays the Saudi International. Yeah. Lucas Glover, I feel like... They already got bland. They don't need another over there, okay? Well, he's not that old, but he's... He, I, I know what you're saying. And they... Um, but, hey, Lucas Glover would definitely appreciate no more butt sweat. Yep. <laughs> hey, you could see Lucas Glover just hop the, hop the fence. He's, hey, you tell me I don't have my sweaty ass cheeks on television anymore with the, yep. the, the, the three times a year I get on television? So that's three right there. You got to also think about Tony Finau. Now... I know that's a scary one to think about because it's like, whoa, according to some inside sources that we've been talking to, Tony's had most of his PR people like turned off completely for the past three months. We saw a lot of Tony Fina this week. Yeah. You saw a lot of commercials. Derek Jeter. I saw more yeah, Derek Jeter, God, God, Tony yeah. Fina and Annika Sorensen than I saw golf shots. Yeah. Isn't it funny how, how the big stars of the Ryder Cup were not actually players. Yeah, it was Michael Derek Block. Jeter. And- it was Derek Jeter and his wife and Beth Page Black. Yep. And Michael Block. Oh, gosh. The Block Party. Yeah. But, all right. Yeah. Anything else you got? This week, keep your eyes open because Alfred Dunhill Links Championship. Four live players are going to be there this week. Always love that one. Yeah. And that's a really fun one. So these four players got St. Spons- An- Andrews, right? St. Andrews is one of, is one of them. Yes. So they played four different, like three different Lynx tournaments, I think two rounds of St. Andrews. And this week, like I said, four live players are going to be there and they got sponsor exemptions because they didn't actually have a full DP tour world status. So they can't be banned out of the event. Ooh. Pretty funny to see Ooh, how this works who's going? out. Who's going? It's Taylor Gooch. That's right. Your boy Gooch is going to be on a Lynx course this week. Mm-hmm. You got Peter Uline. 
that you got Louis Ustase, and, and there's one more I can't remember off the top of my head. I apologize. It's not a big player, but it's yeah, it's those those three, and then there's one more, and Gooch I forget just, who the fourth one is. Gooch just loves to play, man. I feel like he's played the most on goal of the guys. He just keeps playing. He understands the truth, which is, hey, I'm at the correct age. Yeah, I'm playing well. If I'm not out there right now, I'm not helping myself. Yeah. So, very excited to see how they do. Gooch has been mercurial when he's stepped off of Liv since joining Liv where he hasn't performed at the way that he has inside of Liv's sphere. Now, I don't know if the atmosphere differences have changed his vibe whenever he goes elsewhere. That could be the case. But keep an eye on him this week. Keep an eye on Peter Uline. Keep an eye on Louis Oosthuizen. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that next uh, Tuesday when we get back to you guys. For uh, me, me and Jake are locking in. We're, we're coming to you weekly. Like Summer's over. My vacations are over. Jake isn't playing as much golf. Actually, he's still going to be playing golf because he lives in Oklahoma. He can play golf all year round. But we want to give you guys more episodes. So we're coming to you weekly. We'll be back next Tuesday to recap Dunhill Links. Watch it this weekend. And we'll preview the season finale. $18 million on the line between Cameron Smith, Bryson DeChambeau, and Taylor Gooch at the individual championship in Jeddah. Should be fun. Peace out, people. Lay it up.